Hey y'all, it's me, it's T the Queen B in the place to be. It is a brand new decade, a brand new era, and it is a brand new day. Happy day. Allow me to welcome you once again to the Bold Journeys podcast. I am always excited to be here on your internets shout out to jesus my homeboy where will we be without him we truly truly don't know but i am so grateful so thrilled to be right here right now with you in this moment in time so we are Right at the beginning of season two, things are changing and with change comes the things, you know how it goes. You get those lumps, you get those bumps, you get those bruises, but we push on, we press on. That's what we do. It's a bold journey every day, but we push on and we push through, period, because that's what it's all about, right? Right. So, I'm so, so grateful for you, you and you who took the time to click on your girl. We are rocking with Anchor right now. They are treating us real, real good. So, we are pleased. Listen, we are doing this series right now. As of today, today's episode marks the first in what I am stamping the identity series because I'm finding out so much about myself. I consider myself an old lady at this point. I'm 40 years old. You understand? I mean, I'm still hot. I'm still gorgeous. My husband tells me every day. My sister tells me at least weekly and I just choose to believe them and I just choose to believe the mirror. So, so, but with that, after all these years, I'm still learning so much about myself in different situations in different readings and different encounters i'm just learning about how my past has helped shape me and how different issues and decisions have helped made me but i am so excited about who i'm becoming i am who i am That's all that I am. And I am proud of who I am because guess what? God made me who I am. And though the results and consequences of my choices did help shape me, I know that I'm becoming greater and greater. And guess what? I am thrilled that I will never be the same. So in this first part of this identity series, I'm going to be talking about the men. I'm going to be talking about men who have shaped T, the queen bee that you know today. So going back years and years, when I was a young sprout, it was all about my mom, right? My dad wasn't in the house. I literally idolized my mom and she didn't have a lot of men 
coming around me. And to this day, I respect her for that. So the men that were having any influence in my life, if you even want to call it that, um, because it wasn't a lot of time, it wasn't any big chunks of time, but the men who I was relating to when I was younger were my big cousins, my uncle, and of course my big brother who to this day really thinks he's my dad. <laughs> that could be a whole episode by itself. So we'll leave that. But I'm reflecting and I did get support and confidence and self-esteem and in terms of my brother and some of my cousins I got a little bullying but not in a bad way in a family loving way so that was early on then transitioning into my teen years where I really began to read the bible for myself I really began to pay attention in church and have questions about my soul and eternity and what will my future be like. At that time, it literally was all about God. Of course, I, like all teen girls, had a little boy craziness going on, but I can honestly say I was very active in my church. I really wanted to know what this God was going to do for me. This creator in heaven that I served, that I chose to dedicate my life to, I wanted to know what he was going to do for me. And yet the streets, the clubs, social life, all of that pulled me into different directions and choices were made. It's so crazy, but I shared with my husband, he couldn't believe it. Because he met me in my late 20s. So he knows the fairly polished, really going after God girl. But I told him that I was a hood rat. <laughs> I really, really was. Like fighting, cussing, stealing. Okay, like I literally aspired to rob banks. I literally aspired to sell drugs. I was about quick and easy money. You know, like I really <laughs> literally had dual consciousness because I I mean, if the church doors was open, I was there, period. And it wasn't even the point that my mom had to make me. I enjoyed it. I was getting fulfilled spiritually and socially, but there was still this other lifestyle calling to me and that glimmer really caught my eye and I really began to try to go down these roads, right? So, but we're talking about men, right? So, fast forward just a little bit. My, well, yeah, late teens and into my early 20s, my very best friend in the world who would become my fiance. We literally grew up in the church together. And so we could talk about anything. We connected in a way that was so pure and so genuine. And so a huge part of my identity in a place that was literally sanctuary for me 
was linked to him. And I was fine with that. And I made the huge life altering mistake of saying out loud even, I don't know what I would do without this man. And so life took us in different paths for a little while and we became a little estranged. But when we got back together, it was stronger than ever. It was better than ever. It was passionate. It was dedication. But then it was a little volatile as well because the journeys that we knew and coming together to merge and come on one path, we were butting heads. And it was a big part of our history and true love that were holding us together. But it got kind of crazy. And even with that, I built my life on what our relationship would be, what we would do, what kind of family we will have. And that was just about all that I knew. That became my central focus until one fateful holiday season. I'll never forget, it was Christmas break. I was working at the Seed School of Washington, D.C. And I was traveling to Georgia for Christmas to visit my family. And because my fiance at the time could not make the travel with me, I said, okay, fine, I'll shorten my trip, but I'm not gonna not go. And I begged him to join me, but he was concerned about his work schedule and his check. So I couldn't argue too much with that. I said, okay, well, I'll just go for a couple of days and I'll be back. The conversation that I had with him the morning that I was to get on the road and head down to Georgia was the last conversation we would ever have on this side of the ground. That Christmas season, my love had a fatal car accident and it just so happened, fate would have it that it was the coldest night of the year, below freezing temperatures. And his car had run off the road to where police didn't even readily see it. So there was a period of time where his lifeless body lay in his car at the side of the road. It would be days later that he will be discovered and the awful news will be shared with us, the family. And I thought I would lose my mind. Who was I now without this man? What would life be without him? Who would I be? 
without him? Where do I go from here? These were the questions in my mind. And I would spend the entire next year asking those questions over and over again. And I was thankful to have a very close-knit group of girlfriends who helped me grieve and heal and re-socialize so that I would not go absolutely insane. I gained so much weight during that time. It was just, it was just unrealistic. And I really was just going through the motions at work and everywhere. I found no real joy except in church and hanging out with my girlfriends. So that was just a crazy turn in the road. And there are many more to follow. Right around the one year mark following that tragedy, I was introduced to a young man who I became very impressed with. And I had previously closed my heart off as well as my mind off to any romantic inclinations. But something about this guy broke through that wall had so many things in common his family was from georgia from right here in augusta actually even though i was still living in dc at the time so we began to talk and things became romantic and i said okay maybe there is hope until i realized that he was a narcissist until I realized that he had this sketchbook of a woman, of a household, and of a family, and it was only to be to his design, of his controlling, of his deciding. And I realized that mm, that is definitely not for me. But that was only after bending myself into a pretzel, changing my physical appearance, changing the way I speak, changing people who I associated with, then I had to realize if this brother is trying to change all of these things about me, it's not really me who he wants to be with. It's an idea. And so I'm going to have to exit stage left. And with that, I said, okay, what's next? Because this is just, this is getting to be ridiculous at this point. So enter social media, early days. I'm talking about Black Planet, MySpace days. Well, we're kind of post Black Planet now, but we're really MySpace days. <laughs> And so it's a cool place to meet new people and to meet old people. And that's just what I did. I met with a classmate of mine. Wow. So there's a level of trust, a level of credibility. This is somebody I went to school with. He can't be that bad, right? Wrong. Pathological liar. 
And guess what? He's actually married. Oh, yeah. Married. With kids. Of course he is. Of course. Why not? <laughs> and so, ties have to be severed. And there's so much emotion involved. There's so much name calling. There's so much pulling up to your car. There's so much pulling up to your house. Thank God that that still small voice whispered to me even then and would not allow me to act completely out of my character. Of course, there were some choice words there. There are keys thrown, all of this, you know. There may have been some video game consoles that were tossed away, let's say. <laughs> but I really was trying to not be a vandal, not be this ghetto girl. I really was on the road to becoming. And it was yet another crazy turn. But in that time, I did have a small group of loyal, loving, trustworthy male friends who had my back through the years, through the foolishness, who could listen to my stories and advise me when I was over the top, when I was getting played, and moves that I really needed to make. So, moves I made. Across country, in fact. I packed up my stuff. I left D.C. I left the winter storms, the traffic, the awful dating scene, the narcissists, the liars. And I moved to Los Angeles. The city of angels. The palace of pretenders. <laughs> oh, the men, the men, the men. It was in L.A., where I had my first real interracial dating experience. And it was interesting to say the least, but I knew it was not for me. In my case, our morals and values simply did not line up. And unfortunately, once again, I was faced with a man who said one thing but did another who would say one thing to my face and just so happens he was good friends with a good friend of mine and would tell my friend a completely different story one in which would show him in the best light and all of his crazy commentary about me and my thoughts and my beliefs so Naturally, that came to a quick, abrupt end. And I cried out to God. I said, God, you know what? I am going to continue to serve you. 
I'm going to continue to work for you. And I am not going to let my focus be blocked because of men. I know that my life has to be more than that. And I became so joy-filled, so fulfilled in just being able to serve others at my local church, in my community, right there in the city of LA where I had no blood family, just a very, very group of friends, good group of friends that will become family. Friends that are in my heart to this day, friends that I can call on to this day. And I was thankful. And again, an old friend will come back into my life. In fact, we reconnected just in chatting before I moved to LA. And this friend, great guy, wanted to check on me and seeing how La La Land was treating me, seeing what was going on. And in visiting him in his fair city, my life would truly change forever. A friend, introducing a friend that will become my husband. Mr. Balding, if you're listening, and you better be, <laughs> I love you so much. And I appreciate you breaking down my walls. I appreciate you helping me unpack this baggage. Baby, you are amazing. And I'm so thankful that my journey took a turn to you right there in Memphis and all the turns that have been afterward have not all been sunny days but they've been better because you've been there and so the men the choices that led to the men that shaped the decisions that will impact my life and I can go on to impact the world despite a health crisis, despite a near divorce, despite a sexual assault, despite an emotional affair, despite all the big question marks, God tied me to one amazing man. And the world is a better place for it. Because in that, I was able to break up the darkness in my life and break forth with light to walk in purpose. That's what it's all about. It's not about manipulation. It's not about praying that God changed the other person. It's about praying that you adapt to what God will have you to be and that you become your best self.
and relate to whoever comes into your path. I'm so grateful that even my missteps aren't counted against me, but it's just a part of my journey. I'm so grateful that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me. He is on my side. And when he could have turned his back on me, when he could have said, this chick is beyond repair. She is absolutely a lost cause. He didn't. He saw a future for me. And he saw that I would do things for him. And he saw that I would be proud in doing it. And it's just been amazing. So the men, you may know some of these men, the specific ones that were in my story and the specific ones that are in your story. But just know that you are beautifully and wonderfully made and you are shaped to do great things in this world. All right. Listen, this and every episode of Bold Journeys is brought to you by the lovely people over at T-Bold Media. That's my crew. You can visit tboldmedia.com to grab your copy of Journal for Your Journey, which is my prayer journal. It really will bless you. It will revamp your prayer life, show you how to pray the scriptures and repeat God's word back to him and get results that you have never seen before. We also have copies of the self-development book, Induction to Power. That is my book that really is going to bring a mindset shift to you. Any big changes, any big goals, any small changes, any small goals that you want to see in your life, Induction to Power is the book full of nuggets that is going to help get you there, help solidify new choices in this new decade. You can get copies of both books and what we have stamped the Power Bundle for a great price right now on the site. That's tboldmedia.com. You can also link to past interviews that I've done as well as The Healed Girl. Anointed prayers dropping every week on The Healed Girl. All of it's linked through the T-Bowl Media website. And do know at T-Bowl Media, we're establishing a whole new culture. We are impacting lives and we are conquering great things with power, passion, and purpose. And guess what else? This is tea talking. I'm telling you, I'm rooting for you. You've got something in you. You just got to work it out of you. And you can do it. I know you can. So rock with purpose and light. And until next time, holla.